Good evening, everybody. I'm Brant Lee from 103.9 WRBI. I would really like to thank all those who have come to participate this evening and everyone who's come to spectate. And uh, I have been asked to moderate this evening's discussion and to set forth some rules clearly for here tonight. So I'll go over those quickly for you. First of all, no biting. Oh, one laugh. All right. That's a joke just to lighten the mood. Uh, each candidate will be given uh, two minutes to make an opening statement to use as they would like. Uh, candidates drew numbers before we started to determine the order of questioning. Each candidate will get a question then, and they'll have two minutes to answer it. And then we'll go through the order a, a second time for each candidate to answer another question with the same terms. Uh, should any candidate specifically reference another candidate, the moderator may award that person a minute to rebut. This decision is at the sole discretion of the moderator and will be made on a case-by-case -case basis. Then at the end, candidates will be given a two-minute uh, closing statement period as well. So those are the rules, and I've done the math, and uh, I didn't go to Franklin County Schools, but I think I've got it right. Uh, for uh, us to get out of here at a decent hour, we probably need to be stringent on our time, so I do thank everybody in advance for ending your comment when the timer goes off. You know, you can finish the end of a sentence or a phrase, but please no more. Let's just uh, move on at that point. So uh, without further ado, we have our uh, County Council District 4 candidates up here, and uh, they drew numbers uh, just a little bit ago, and uh, challenger Bob Evans will now speak for a two minutes opening statement, please, sir. Are we on? Are we on? Okay. Uh, my name is Bob Evans. I uh, grew up in Brookville, uh, lived on the same creek, Little Cedar Creek, for almost 68 years. Um, have uh, a wife, have 11 grandchildren, one great-grandchild, and three dogs. Uh, my reason for running for council was, is, is pretty simple, and it's probably not what you want to hear, but I don't have an agenda. Don't have anything that I want, a bridge to fix, a pothole to fill, or anything like that. I just, I was watching TV last summer, um, and a TV evangelist by the name of David Jeremiah came on TV, and he said he was going through his sermon, and there was a lot of things going on in America and in the world that were not good things. And his comment was that it's time for all God-fearing Americans to get involved in all levels of government. And he meant from Brookville right on through the, the White House. So that's the reason why I'm here. My experience for something like this is, is basically um, a stint on the school board here in Franklin County back in the 90s. So that's not a whole lot to tell you. All I'll say is that I'd appreciate your vote. I'll do my very best. It'll be done fair. It'll be done with due diligence, and I'll do the best thing I can for you and for all of Franklin County uh, on every situation that comes up. Challenger for uh, Franklin County Council District 4, Bob Evans. Now the incumbent, Joe Gillespie, Jr., for a uh, two-minute uh, opening statement. My name is Joe Gillespie. I uh, live on Holland Road. My parents purchased a farm in 1964 when I was in the second grade, and I continue to live on that farm. I, uh, I've been in local government my, almost my entire working career. I was the county surveyor for 40 years, and I have, this is my fourth year on county council representing District 4. District 4 consists of Brookville Township only. Uh, my philosophies on local government is, is 
it's very simple. I think most people think if, as long as the road is fixed and when they call someone for help, that they come and help them, that uh, the rest of the government, they pretty much want to stay out of their lives. And uh, so that being said, I have, I have tried to support all the emergency services and the highway. Uh, and, and there are other things that go with that. I mean, you have to fund the government, but uh, uh, those, are, those are my priorities. Uh, the council, when I took office, the council, Franklin County was in a, a kind of a tough way. Uh, we had a cash balance of county general that was less than a million dollars. And just as I took office, we decided to hire a financial consultant. We hired uh, the Reedy Group. And they put together a financial plan for it, for the county, and we have strictly followed that. And in these four years, uh, we accumulated... Uh, until it's time. You're keeping time over there, right, Annie? Yeah. All right. Well, I thought we were going to hear it when it went off. Is it not? Am I done? Yeah. Yep, that was time. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. It cut, cut you off. I didn't know that it was, I thought it was going to be a little ding there or something, so I was just waiting. But, uh, and then for a round of questions, we'll uh, invert the order that we uh, did the opening statements in, and we'll continue as, like that. So the first question for Councilman Gillespie, what specifically has the council done in your years as a member that you are the most proud of? You have two minutes. Well, that, that's, that's what I was just talking about. Uh, in, like I said, we, we had a very small cash balance in county general. Uh, at this time, and, and our, what our financial plan called for, our, our consultant wanted us to be able to have enough cash to be able to fund our government for one half of a year. We've, we've actually put enough money together to almost fund it for a year. We have a cash balance of a little bit over $7 million. And that is probably what I'm most proud of. But there, there are challenges also uh, that, uh, I mean, Cumulative Bridge is a challenge. Uh, the Moving the uh, dispatch center is gonna be a huge challenge. But uh, my goal is to uh, uh, try and fund the government with our current resources. I, that, is, that is my personal challenge. All right, thank you, Mr. Gillespie. Mr. Evans, uh, if elected, what specifically would you like to see the county council do in your first term? Well, the way, the way I see their, their job, and I've been to some of their meetings, their job is to um, bring wisdom to the way the money is being spent around Franklin County. And uh, as I said, I don't, I don't have an agenda. I don't have anything that I know of that needs to be fixed. There are some things that I've heard at the meetings that, uh, like Joe alluded to, that would be big things with the uh, information center, the um, EMS, the um, call-in center for 911. Uh, I'm sure there's big issues, but I don't really know which one I would pick as a goal. 
I think they all deserve the right amount of, um, of study and educating yourselves and also finding out from the taxpayers what their beliefs are in all these issues. Thank you, Mr. Evans. And another uh, round of questions we'll invert. We'll let Mr. Evans go first on this one. What differentiates you from your opponent and or the folks that are on the board now, the other folks? Well, uh, the, the key thing about, I guess it's interesting, it's interesting to me, Joe's my opponent, but Joe's also my friend. We rode the school bus together back in, should we tell him when? Long, long time ago. Um, I know some of the members on the board, um, don't have anything bad to say about anyone, uh, wouldn't do well in a, in a debate like we see on TV sometimes. I wouldn't do well in that because I don't know a whole lot of bad things to say about anybody that's on the board or my opponent. Uh, I will promise honesty and integrity, and I'm sure it's already there with the other members also, but that, that's one thing that will be there. Um, and being willing to listen to someone uh, that walks up to you at the hardware store at the basketball or football game and has a question. Just being will willing to listen. All right, thank you. And uh, Councilman Gillespie, what unfinished business do you have that you absolutely want to accomplish if you get another term on the council? Well, when they start when they started to discuss moving the dispatch center, I, w I was skeptical of that. And I mean, there have, it has been brought up for several months and several months. And, and so I've been talking to former sheriffs, and I met with the current sheriff, and a lot of dispatchers, a lot of emergency people. And, and I told the commissioners Tuesday that I am convinced that probably it needs to happen. But with, with moving that, that is gonna require six or eight additional employees. And, and so the challenge is, can we afford it? That is, uh, that, that's the big challenge is, uh, what is it gonna do to our, to our fund balances? What is it going to do to our, our our benefit package, our health insurance, and our workers' compensation, and and whatever else is included in that? So, I think that is that that is a big project right now. There are lots of unanswered questions, and I told the commissioners on Tuesday that at our next council meeting, I plan to ask our board to initiate a study from our consultant to see how we can afford that. Thank you. And now that we have time to get uh, uh, offer uh, questions to the members of the public, if anybody would like to ask a question of either one of our uh, council members, you can come up to the mic here with the uh, green tape around it. Once, twice, thrice. Is it Bridget? I, I was wondering how you, uh, well, Joe, how you prepare for the meetings and how you'll prepare to go to the meetings and do you plan on doing anything before the meeting or just showing up and looking at the papers? Is that the Bob or me? She had said Joe, I believe. Oh, for both? Okay. When I was on school board, like I said, back in the 90s, we received a packet of information about 10 days before a board meeting 
and you had time to study it, look at it, call and ask questions of uh, either the superintendent at the time or uh, the parties that were involved in whatever was going on. So um, I, I would just say to make sure that any thing that's on the agenda, I assume the, the, the uh, agenda comes out a little bit ahead of time, okay, to give you time to, to prepare. So I would, that, that's what I would say, it's just like when I was on the school board, there's a, there's a packet that allows you to, to uh, study the issues and to form your opinions and then be ready at the meeting time. We do get a, a, a packet emailed to us, not 10 days before, maybe three days before, and uh, with that agenda and, and with all of the additional appropriations and the transfers and anything else, we get that. And I go through that a couple of times before our meeting. That, that is, and, and there's always other things that need to be brought up, uh, you know, special things that generally aren't on the agenda. And, uh, but that's how I prepare. Have another question? I don't see anybody standing up. With that, we'll uh, let our uh, gentlemen make their uh, closing remarks. And uh, see, Mr. Evans got to make his opening statement first. So, uh, Mr. Gillespie, if you want to go first with your closing statement, two minutes. And, Annie, if you could, I, I can't always read your lips or your hand signals. Just holler out time if you can't make it uh, so we can all hear it. That chimes. I can't hear it down there. Thanks. Well, I'd, I'd like to thank you all for this forum. This is really thoughtful. And uh, I just ask for your support and uh, uh, try and give a common sense, logical approach to, to county government. And if anybody has any questions for me, I have uh, put my phone number on my all of my political cards and my uh, yard signs. And I, and I will tell you, if you do that, and think people won't call you, that isn't correct. But thank you again. Mr. Evans. And I also say thank you for coming out. Um, I, I think my biggest wish for this election and also for the election that's taking place in all 50 of our states and our national election is the key thing for us to do right now as Franklin Countyans and as Americans is to get out and vote, to make sure that we do exercise our right to vote. A lot of people fought wars uh, so that we would have this right, so we should certainly exercise it. And uh, once again, thank you all for coming out. I would appreciate your vote. I will confess that four years ago, I probably voted for Joe, but I've decided to take that away from him this time, and I'm gonna vote for myself. So. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. All right. Let's see, uh, here for our candidates for uh, Franklin County Council District 4, incumbent Joe Gillespie and challenger Bob Evans there. So at this time, we would uh, like to have uh, those gentlemen uh, leave the stage and have our uh, school board candidates come up. I'm not sure how many are uh, here, but once we get everybody that's uh, present uh, up on the stage, we'll uh, have you all draw numbers and we'll go from there. So who drew number one? Who's lucky number one? And if you, I'm sorry, I don't know everyone. Who? What's your name? Okay, Beth, if you wouldn't mind, uh, give us your two-minute opening statement, please. Oh, it's working. Uh, my name is Beth Foster, and I was, um, I 
was born and raised in Franklin County. I went to Brookville High School, so that tells you how old I am. And then I also taught at Brookville High School. And then I went to Franklin County to teach. Uh, I have, uh, we, my husband and I have raised our two children here. They came back to this county to raise their families. Wink and I went to Indianapolis for one year and we said, mm we're going back home. So this is where we've been. We love Franklin County. There are, um, everybody that comes to Franklin County always says, I, I just can't believe everybody's so friendly. And that is just the way Franklin County is. Um, after college, I did come back. I have been a coach in the system. Um, I was in education for 33 years. In seven years, I was athletic director, so I've kind of seen all the things that go on in the school system. As I was athletic director, I also had to have a lot of administrative duties, which I wasn't really prepared for that. But, um, you know, you get thrown to the fire and uh, you either uh, burn up or go. So um, I, I felt like I was successful. Then after I uh, retired, I still felt I still had something to give to Franklin County. And that's when I um, first had this wild idea that I would riot run for school board. I feel like it's been one of the best things that I have done. I still want to give to the Franklin County children. Even though we are a poor county, our children need the, everything that we can get for them to get an to get an advantage to go on and do a career or go on and get an education. And a lot of big schools, thank you. All right, just holler out time, Annie. I know you're shy. <laughs> thank you, Ms. Foster. Uh, and who drew number four? All right. What's your name again? Brandy, please give us your opening statement. Hi, I am Brandy Wilson. My maiden name is Crudup. I am from Franklin County, born and raised here. Um, my grandparents are from Franklin County, and um, my husband, Chad Wilson, and I decided that we were also going to raise our three children here. I have Brandon, who uh, gra has recently graduated from Franklin County High School. I have Aiden Wilson, who is my middle son. He's actually my baby forever. Um, he is diagnosed with Creed-Dushaw syndrome, so special education is very important to me. Um, my daughter, Madeline Wilson, is a freshman at Franklin County High School and is very active in sports and does very well in academics. God has been good to me. Um, my husband and I attend Metamora Church of God, and we also have a ministry called Better Days Through Jesus Christ. Um, our ministry deals with people who have recently been incarcerated or struggle from addiction. So understanding that children come from broken homes, my heart is with them, and I understand. I currently am the vice president and emergency preparedness disaster coordinator at Remedy Home Healthcare, which is located in Brookville on Main Street. And we service about 100 patients within Brookville. I love our community. I think it's the best. I went to school here and I want my children 
and everyone else's children to have the same experience that I had while I was here. I have lots of great ideas for our school and helping it to become a better place. And I promise that I will pray before each meeting. I did hear it that time. Thank you, Ms. Wilson. Who drew number five? Please introduce yourself and give your two-minute uh, statement. I thought I was going to be fifth. Okay. You know, My, two, two and three weren't here, so lucky you. My name is Mary Keck, and I was not born in Franklin County. I was born in Cuyahoga County in Cleveland, Ohio. Matt and I moved to, the Brook, to Brookville back in 1989 when I was plump pregnant with number six. Um, first and foremost, I decided to run for Franklin County School Board because I think God wanted me to. I don't know if that's the case, but here I am. Um, I love children. I have had eight of my own, 22 grandchildren and counting. So I have a lot of experience with children, with, um, with education. I homeschooled eight my eight children through various stages of their education. Six of them graduated from Franklin County High School. Um, the experience of homeschooling gave me a deep respect for teachers in the classroom set setting. There were many excellent teachers and staff members that taught and exemplified character, exemplified fine character formation as well as excellence in their respective fields. For this, I am truly grateful. My parents were my greatest influencer, influencers. My devout mother instilled in me the greatest of gifts, the knowledge that I am known and loved by my heavenly father, saved by his son, Jesus Christ, and sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Secondly, as a first generation American, whose father at age 13 hid in caves and fled Estonia, as Stalin's communist Red Army committed their hideous crimes of genocide and deicide, I was raised forever to be grateful for being raised in our beloved country with our bounteous freedoms. My father would never let us forget, nor should we. On a side note, Matt and I attended the last school board meeting. There was a lengthy presentation and discussion about Franklin County School Corporation. Oh, oh my gosh, that was so short. Okay. <laughs> You'll have more time to talk coming up. Who uh, drew uh, number six? Uh, please introduce yourself and give your two-minute uh, opening statement. Oh, seven. Six? Oh, I'm sorry, not six. It'll be seven, yeah. I have six up here. <laughs> Hello, and thank you, thank you, everyone, for coming out tonight and taking part in this great democratic process that so many have fought and died for. Um, my name is Kevin Kaiser. I am a local small business owner of a life and health insurance and financial planning agency. I've been involved in multiple sports and youth programs since my daughter was in kindergarten, as well as coaching at the varsity level here in Franklin County. Uh, in fact, my daughter is playing her last regular season volleyball game right now. Uh, I hate that I'm missing it, but I'm sure she understands why I'm here. Uh, my family, my wife Ashley Kaiser is a local hairdresser in Metamora, uh, the presumed boss of the family. My daughter Bailey, who thinks she's the boss, is a sophomore currently here at Franklin County High School. And then there's the one that actually is the boss, my son Declan, five years old, currently a kindergartner at Brookville Elementary School. Um, 
We've just come out of one of the most oppressive times in our country. The, my job as the next school board member is to ensure that us as parents, but more importantly, our kids do not have to go through that again. Um, the fight to keep critical race theory out of our schools, mask mandates, vaccine guidelines that were forced upon our young kids, uh, truly one of the saddest things I've ever seen as a parent. A lot of our kids have suffered because of a lack of instruction as well as social interaction, and that's gonna stick with them for years, that, and that's something that they're going, some, a lot will struggle to overcome. Uh, my family has been a lifelong resident of Franklin County, and I'm here to be your next school board member to fight for you, your family, and all of the children of the school corporation. Um, to make sure that every single kid is well-educated and well-prepared for their future. Uh, thank you, and I look forward to addressing everyone's questions and concerns. And who drew number eight? Introduce yourself and give your, there you go, give your uh, two-minute opening statement, please, sir. Hello, my name is Terry Bryant, and like Mrs. Keck, I was not born here. Uh, I chose to come here. I started my career in teaching uh, in Franklin County 50 years ago. My wife and I came here and I started teaching at a little school uh, called uh, Whitewater and have since taught at Laurel and Brookville Middle School and the high school. My wife and I, when we first came here, said, okay, we'll, teach, we'll, we'll be here and we'll, we'll just stay here until we find some place we like better. We've chosen to stay here for 50 years because we haven't found any place we like better. This has been a great place to raise our three kids, uh, one of which is a teacher at your Franklin County High School. Like I said, I was a privilege to teach in your schools for 43 years. And having done so, I felt an obligation to, after retiring, to continue with that and somebody asked me what my public service is, and I consider my public service to be on this school board. I want the best education possible for Franklin County kids. I know some of you personally because either I had you in class or I had your children in class. And uh, over the years, uh, that has been my life, to be involved with your kids. I, I coached football. I coach girls and boys basketball, I coach chess. And I, again, would appreciate staying on the school board. I have mentioned to the superintendent, who I spoke to uh, for over an hour today, that I want this to be a safe place where parents feel like they can bring their kids to our school and get a basic good education. All right, and one more there, uh, the person who drew number 10. I think we know who that has to be, one left. <laughs> Good evening. My name is Adrian Green, and I was uh, a graduate of Brookville High School, 1985. And I grew up in Cedar Grove, so I'm very familiar with Franklin County. Like Mr. Evans over here, we were in the same church for a while. I felt the need to throw my hat in the ring to be a part of any process that's taking care of our children and our county and our way of life as it's slipping away from us. 
in the government that we're looking at right now and the problems. I'm probably voting for this man over here. I agreed with everything he said in the blue shirt. Um, I pastor two churches right now um, on Johnson Fork Road, all the churches on Johnson Fork Road, and I take care of uh, the spiritual needs of about 60 families. A pastor of a church is basically a CEO of a spiritual organization. And so in terms of what it takes to look at budgets and work with people as a team and make tough decisions and solve problems, that would be something that I'm already doing and used to. I have a master's degree in organizational leadership, which has helped me in my work. And I got that degree because at the time I was the dean of students at Antonelli College in downtown Cincinnati. So my approach is, is academic but I'm also a hometown girl and have the skills and administrative ideas and experience to work with a school board. I too am uh, very upset with some of the things that are coming at our children and our communities and our families. Uh, the critical race theory, the mask mandates, the vaccine requirements, and on and on. As uh, we all know, if you're understanding what's happening in this country, it is an ongoing situation. They are uh, not pleased with the Christian community and the conservative community. Right, and we had one, uh, someone new up on the dais. If you could introduce yourself, sir, and uh, give us your two-minute opening uh, statement, please. All right, well, I apologize for being late. Uh, my name is Scott McDonough. I'm currently serving on county council. That term's coming to an end, and uh, I was looking around to see what uh, other opportunities were to continue to serve the community. And the school board came to my attention. Uh, seeing as I have six kids that are currently in the community schools, it's an um, institution that's close and dear to my heart. So. Um, I'd say my main reason for stepping in the ring is just I want to do whatever I can to improve the quality of the education that we're offering to all the residents in the county. As far as uh, my qualifications, I've been involved in this county for well over you know, 10 years uh, different in different political functions from county commissioner to serving on economic development to currently the uh, county council. I've served on park boards. And uh, I've got to know a lot of people. I've made a lot of friends around this county and had a lot of good conversations. So I'm very invested in the future of the county and where it goes and our, our kids are the ultimate future of this county. And I wanna do whatever I can to give them the best, uh, best foot forward we can. In an effort to keep everybody engaged, uh, I don't think we wanna reverse the order with so many candidates in this round. We're gonna go ahead and keep that same order. And so our first question, We'll go to uh, Beth Foster, one of the incumbents we have here uh, on the dais tonight. Uh, two minutes to answer uh, the, the question, just to recap in case anyone wasn't here. Uh, question number one will be the same for each of our uh, incumbent candidates and the same for each of our non-incumbent uh, candidates. Uh, what specifically have you done to improve public education in Franklin County? Well, the past eight years, we have had many things to consider. We've had many obstacles. Our uh, state legislature and the federal government has defunded uh, a lot of things, and that includes schools. So uh, on a lot of um, things, we had 
to do a lot of things for our kids with very little resources. And um, we have had to um, secure our buildings with very little money, and then they came out with money, and then we could do what we wanted to to secure our buildings. We also have to um, give our students the best programming that we can. So I am saying that we are in the advanced placement classes. We also have dual credits, which some of our um, uh, students had um, seven, or we had 171 graduating students, we had seven tech honors, we had 51 honor students, and we had, 20, um, we had a lot of kids go on and they had their first and their second year of college done because they took advanced placement, and those I thought that was very important. If you're placing your kids or sending your kids to college right now, it's about eighteen to twenty thousand dollars a year to play, to send your kids to school. So those two, those kids that had that opportunity to pick up those extra classes, extra credits, had one or two years done, and so you're you're talking about a forty thousand dollars savement saving. What other improvements? Thank you, Brandy Wilson. What specifically are you going to do to improve public education in Franklin County? Well, I have actually been researching a lot um, and talking with teachers and other educators. Um, so my first conversation was speaking with some of the teachers and they feel that our school needs to be set on a marketed marketing idea. I don't know how I felt about my child being a marketing tool. But with open enrollment in the state of Indiana and our school corporation losing children to other school corporations, I would like to see us market our school a little bit more. As Mrs. Foster, as I call her that because she used to be my teacher, um, rec had stated, we have some great things in our school. We have these advanced classes, my daughter being in one of them which is going to save me a ton of money. I think these are great, but uh, when you get out into the community, a lot of people don't realize that we have these things right here at our school. The other thing that I would like to see is Batesville actually has a Batesville School Foundation, and it's set up just like the Franklin County Foundation where businesses and people in our community can donate and they save money and find ways to raise money for that donation to build the field houses, to do those greater things. East Central actually has just one person they hired to write nothing but grants. And they write grants to help promote and, and get money back. That's how they were able, one of the ways they were able to buy the back to school supplies for all the kids that attended East Central School. Those are the types of things that I would like to see done within our community, is building off of what we have and letting our community know how great we really are. Thank you. Mary Keck, same question to you. What specifically are you going to do to improve public education in Franklin County? First, I'm gonna answer what I've done, even though I haven't been on the school board because this was, um, as my work at the Pregnancy Help Center, helping young 
mothers and fathers with their young children and saving, rescuing many from abortion. One thing we've done is I figured we've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for the school corporation because we've saved many babies in our community and they are now seated in, in the classrooms. Um, we promote early childhood. I don't promote, I promote moms taking care of their children in those critical early years where they are raised by secure families and they become secure. And the studies out there show that when children are bussed off early as infants and ones and two years old, their, their, security, their security isn't as much and they much have a much higher rate of incarceration and drug abuse, et cetera. Not to say that every child who goes to daycare as an infant turns out to be a criminal. I'm not saying that. Um, what I would do for Franklin County, I love reading. I think reading is the absolute foundation, besides a good family life, to education. Um, I don't know what our libraries are like in the schools. I'm gonna start finding out. There needs to be good books. There needs to be good literature. There needs to be books that the kids want to read. Teachers need to be reading to their kids so that they learn to love learning. Because learning keeps Thank going. You. It doesn't stop at age 18. Thank you, and Kevin Kaiser next with the same question. Again, I'll repeat the question. What specifically are you going to do to improve public education in Franklin County? I think it'd be tough to pick one specific thing to fix, but I think by saying we need to fix our enrollment issue, by, do, by fixing that you're going to fix a lot of the underlying issues that are causing that problem. Um, we, we've lost 30% of our total enrollment over the last decade, almost a quarter just in our high school. Now I realize that's not a problem that is just something we're going through, other school corporations are, but ours seems to be a lot worse and we're losing to neighboring school systems. Um, as I said, enrollment is the number one thing to me. I think by bringing up the enrollment, you're going to improve athletics, you're going to have to offer more classes because you will have more students here. Um, Test scores are a big thing that need to be fixed. We are losing the battle in test scores, especially to surrounding schools. Um, talked about credits that the kids are earning. That's great, I, I, I get it, that is great. But we are very high on earning college credits, but our SAT and ACT scores are still really low. And even the participation is really low at 25 to 30%. As far as athletics, we need a field house. We need more facilities for the kids to be able to use. That's not just our school students, the youth programs, everybody would use those. That attracts people. So between sports, more facilities, more opportunities, academics, more opportunities, better, better achievement in those departments, 
I think that will bring more people back, which is the first step, and then possibly bring more people, new people, into the school corporation. Terry Bryant, incumbent, uh, what have you uh, specifically done that you're most proud of on your time on the board? Well, this is my first term on the school board, and let me say it has been a challenge having been through COVID for the last three years and finally coming out of that and being able to get our kids back in school and in a regular schedule in a, in a regular setting without uh, having to worry about the masks and the, the uh, vaccinations and everything that took place there. We found out that the online was not as good for our students and that the best possible place for them to be was in their desks, in their schoolrooms, interacting with their teachers and with other students. And uh, I agreed with, with Kevin about the numbers. Uh, we have struggled the last few years to keep our students. Kevin and I watched a volleyball game the other night where one of the young ladies playing against us was uh, a Franklin County girl and she was playing for another school. Uh, we've lost kids who go to play basketball, who go to uh, swim on swim teams, and we need to improve our facilities, like Kevin said, to uh, keep those kids here. Also, education. We, we have, I, I have spoken to this, this to the superintendent several times. Again, we have to provide the best basic education for our kids without worrying about uh, critical race theory and the other peripherals that are uh, a big item to uh, city schools and suburban schools. And we have to provide the type of education that Franklin County parents want. And uh, I just want to continue to help do that. All right, uh, Adrian Green, uh, same question. What specifically are you going to do to improve public education in Franklin County? Well, I think uh, I've been able to kind of jot down two things that I know for sure are on my heart. And one is that, you know, the school board is a gatekeeper role. It's, it does many things, but it's also a gatekeeper. And it's important uh, with what our students have been through in the last few years that they feel safe that um, I would be interested in keeping, for example, gender-bent bathrooms out of our schools, the agendas of the left, the CRT, uh, the rewriting of our American history that's taking place in a lot of our urban schools. I, I wanna make sure, I'm, I'm interested in academics. There are two types of pastors in the world. I do pastor two churches as, as my day gig, if you will, but as a conservative Christian patriot that I am, I'm interested in the, the teaching end. I'm a teaching pastor. That they are getting uh, curriculum and materials in our schools across the board that are true, that are not bent on agendas that are political and, and awful for our kids. That they feel safe. Safe from the narratives and agendas and things coming down and, and from the world and from the federal government. And the last thing is that I do have a handle on ad administrative roles the administrative side, the spreadsheets, the, the numbers, the, um, the things that go into being a good facilitator of an administration and um, making sure our students are taught the highest 
quality of materials. I'm going to go over that again because that's really important to me. Um, but that they are <clears throat> having the opportunities, funding, budgets, that monies are being spent in a way that's actually blessing the students and not blessing personal agendas or other things that are coming into the world right now and against the schools, against the, the families in our area. Thank you. Perfectly timed. And uh, one more, Scott McDonough. Uh, basically the same question, but you've been in, in gov other government posts. What have you specifically done in your other government positions to help improve education in Franklin County thus far? All right. Well, uh, one thing I've done is I've been able to work with uh, other public officials in the school board for providing funding for the security resource officers that um, allow the, uh, the teachers in the facility and the students to carry about their business with a greater degree of safety. Um, I've worked with, from the redevelopment board point of view, we have funded different projects that the schools requested. And um, as far as what I would continue to do is I'd continue to use those connections and uh, budget making abilities and funding abilities. I'd bring those to the table and continue to seek new resources for us to be able to use. Um, and I would also, I'd bring my ability to build consensus, uh, reach out, listen to people, and have conversations, and try to figure out what's going to be the best path to improving the education in the county. There, there are a lot of challenges ahead of us, and a lot of it's going to be, we'll make a lot faster headway if we can find some harmony and have discussions and sit down and come to agreements and not just fight with each other. So that is what I would have done and would continue to work towards for this county and the school and the children that are in it. Thank you. And another round of uh, questions, and then we'll uh, see if we have anyone uh, in the audience that would like to pose a question. Uh, and uh, so be thinking about that. For our second question, um, the current school board, of which we have two members here tonight, uh, has preliminarily determined uh, to issue up to $2 million in bonds to fund renovation and improvements to school facilities, including site improvements and purchase of equipment. Is this needed? And if so, why? First, we'll start with incumbent Beth Foster. Okay, first of all, um, with the bonds, um, it's a very, very, very difficult situation to understand the money in public education. And the one of the reasons is, is if you don't keep some debt on the books, then you will not get money that you, that you are approved to get. And I don't know if I can tell you in two minutes how that works. Um, Nisa's back there, she's shaking her head, and it's just a very difficult situation. We now have applied and gotten some money that we are going to use to pay ourselves back on some of the projects that we have done. And um, that is coming from the state and the federal government so that we can pay ourselves back over the, the money that we have used. So, um, like I said, um, we're in much better financial shape right now. Uh, the legislature has given out some COVID money. We've gotten some other money. Um, I, too, am concerned about 
people and our enrollment. That is all over the United States, enrollment. The people that are leaving our county and going to other counties, the DOA, Department of Education, has opened that door, and so has the IHSAA opened that door. Uh, a lot of people we had leave because they were living down by Drewersburg and over in there. Guys, that's five, seven minutes from me central. Why wouldn't you do that? Same way with Lawrenceburg. Lawrenceburg people, the, the East Central people that lived at the bottom of the hill of Lawrenceburg, they went to Lawrenceburg. Lawrenceburg has money down there. I'm just saying it's not everything that Did you're you say saying, seeing. Thank you. And our uh, next uh, to go will be uh, Brandy Wilson with the same question. Was this uh, $2 million uh, bonds needed? Uh, if so, uh, why? And uh, will more debt be needed to be taken on in the next term to get the schools where they need to be? I do understand that our school um, was in some debt. Uh, I don't agree with proposing any more, uh, and I would, I would not vote for that. The reason that I said is, like my question previously, I feel that there are other options out there. Plus, I guess part of my heart is with the people who are elderly in our community and are retired. My parents just recently retired. And if we continue to propose debt upon our citizens and our older generations, more seasoned generations, they live on a budget, and I don't think that's fair to them. I know that it sounds kind of silly, but everything has gone up in price. And for some people, that's a meal. For some families who may have five, six kids, that may be a meal for those children. So I believe that we need to look at the other opportunities, such as not the pay half back grants, I'm talking about the real grants out there and other ways to help our community and help our debt within our school. And I'm willing to do that. Thank you. Mary Keck, bond issue uh, necessary? If so, why? I am not well versed in this bond issue. Um, I don't know how much it would cost the taxpayer there is no cost according to the school board member here. So, I mean, we're talking about the need for improved um, buildings, et cetera, athletics, et cetera. So I would support a, if it's not gonna be costing, how does that work? I have a lot to learn. But the thing about me is I will research, I will I will do what I need to do. I'll be up till five o'clock in the morning. I've been known to do that. I'll, I'll stick to my guns and I will do what I can to help Franklin County Schools be the best they can. Thank you. Kevin Kaiser, uh, bonds uh, issues, uh, your thoughts on, on this last round and would more be necessary in your first term? Um. A couple have brought up the budget and the ability to be fiscally responsible. Um, you know, if we've had trouble over the past eight, eight years or four years or two years with COVID, um, if this is the case and it's defunding from the state, then everybody is facing that, yet other school corporations are making it. 
Um, I spoke with a friend of mine who is a school board president in another area, and his first question is, if we are needing to do things such as a solar field and take facilities away, just to save some pennies over the next 25 to 30 years, then are we really, are we exhausting all avenues of funding, matching funding, grants? Um, we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can. If the, the state is essentially throwing money because of COVID or whatever reason, we need to take advantage of that. Um, we need to use it. I, I'm okay with the bond. Uh, as it was presented, it does not raise taxes. Um, I understand the, the debt side of it. If a budget is available, you need to use it, etc. But I think if we are going to do it, we need to use it to improve and enhance and grow our facilities, not make a lateral move and fix something. That's just a Band-Aid or not going to, again, help us grow to attract more people. Um, again, you know, if we're going, I don't see how taking facilities away is going to help us grow. We need to use that to grow our facilities, be it academically or athletically. Next, uh, Terry Bryant, did you vote in the majority with that? Uh, and if so, uh, why is that necessary? Explain a little bit to those of us who aren't inside the, the board. Actually, I voted no. Uh, when it, well, let me back up. Uh, a couple years ago, we uh, passed a bond issue for $5 million. That $5 million is still in the bank. We're using the interest off that to help pay bills. Uh, we have been in financial problems for several years now. Uh, we have another financial problem. The chiller at the high school that cools our building is 30 years old. It's on its last legs. It's being held together with duct tape and whatever. If it had gone out, uh, we would have been forced to close our school to get it fixed. And now we have, we're facing a bill of almost $500,000. In order to come up with that money, we're going to have to pass another bond issue, which again will uh, not raise taxes. It's based on the assessed value of the property, uh, the school's property and, and the property of the county. And uh, when it comes to the uh, football field and the solar, solar our solar. The AstroTurf, uh, part, uh, again, we, uh, the school board voted to build a solar field on an area that is part of our uh, premium land behind the junior high where the, the uh, town and uh, many other people use it for, for soccer and other events. And now that has caused us to have to put in turf in the high school so that we can uh, have football and soccer and other events on that football field because it will not hold up to... Uh, Thank you. Uh, Adrian Green, uh, similar question. Uh, the, uh, the recent bond issue uh, necessary and uh, will more be needed in your first term if you're elected? 
Well, I'm getting an education um, from the existing board members. I have not been on a school board yet, um, and the bond issue is new to me. I did some research on this and um, was in favor uh, of the turf, artificial turf. I did more research than, than what the uh, Franklin County Observer newspaper allowed me to do, and so I finally learned that it is a needed thing, but this is new information that the reason we need the turf is because it needs to be a soccer field and a football field. Um, I think any time the school is, is misutilizing property, that's a bad idea. Solar panels are built and made and, and best on a roof. I understand that the roof is in poor condition. Well, let's figure out how to fix the roof put the solar, solar panels on the roof where they belong and keep our soccer field, it, I think we can shuffle around priorities and monies. If we had some fresh eyes at some of these budgets and spreadsheets and, and reasons um, on the school board to maybe do better with what we do have, I understand this is tough times. There's, there are few resources here financially to work with. But um, sports is very, very important to drawing people to Franklin County, to drawing people to these schools. Everybody's kids are in sports. Um, I think it's important that we have the turf, but not for the reason of the soccer field. The soccer field land needs to be saved as a valuable asset to the company, to the company, to the school corporation. I mean, it's, it's critical value now. Prices on land are sky high. This is an asset that we need. To eat that up with, with solar panels is not wise, in my mind. I don't know everything. I'm learning as I go. Would like the chance to do more. Thank you. Scott McDonough, uh, if you could tell us uh, your thoughts on uh, matters uh, regarding bond issue and uh, budget uh, in the future. I would say my, my position on funding is uh, I'm very much in favor of maintaining the current funding that is there. I, I think what our focus needs to be on is how do we utilize the funds that are there to the best of our abilities? What, what it's going to give us the biggest bang for our buck at the end of the day? Um, so as far as uh, bonds in general, like I, said, I would not be in favor of doing anything that would increase the taxes, but we very much need to keep the funds that are available available to us and look for how we can build a better future for the kids and the rest of us out of that. Thank you. Thank you all uh, for the uh, both rounds of questions. And we would like at this time to open it up to the public. If anybody is present who would like to make their way down to the, the center microphone uh, there and ask a question, we can uh, you can direct it to one uh, person or we can do a speed round and go down the table and have each one to uh, answer uh, sh in uh, short order. Anyone uh, interested in doing that? Don't all mob up there at once, please. Well, we're going to get home early tonight. Closing statements at uh, this time. If uh, Mr. Patterson, all right. So you guys can just give me a quick, uh, short answer. Um, we have Mount Carmel Elementary and Laurel Elementary. Uh, recently, we've consolidated the junior high schools into uh, the Brookville Middle School. Do you guys? support closing in the future if the financial concerns uh, continue where they are? Do you support closing Mount Carmel or Laurel? If so, please tell me why. And if not, 
tell me how you think you might fix the issue. If we could just maybe go down the table, we'll start at this end uh, with uh, Mr. Bryant and just go right down the line. If you can keep it to, you can pass the mic on down there so everybody can hear you as you go. If you don't, well, they'll turn it up as, as you use it. One reason why I wanted to be on the school board was to try to make sure that all of our schools stay open. That our county is too big. Our uh, transportation and, and highways, uh, many times you can't get there from here. Uh, I, I am opposed to putting uh, young kids on buses to ship them to Brookville uh, several hours a day when the best place for them is in a, uh, in a small school setting uh, on each end of our uh, county. And so uh, that would be one of the very, very last things that I would ever consider doing. Uh, in talking to the superintendent, I found out today that we didn't lose any kids this year, that uh, our enrollment is up, and basically it's up in the uh, Mount Carmel and Laurel areas. Uh, the, we have a great kindergarten that also uh, is enrolled in Brookfield Elementary. Uh, and, and so, uh, yes, we've lost kids in the high school and the junior high, but our elementaries throughout the county uh, have held and grown, and we need to continue to do that, and we need to, to foster that education uh, throughout the county and keep our schools open. So that was a no, if you're keeping track. <laughs> Thank you. I do not want to close any of the schools. Again, I go back to, I think we need to be more proactive. Well, at this point, it's reactive to get the kids back. That's great news if the enrollment is up, those official numbers aren't out or I don't have them yet. Um, based Monday, based on last year, we were we were down 297, or no, uh, I'm sorry, that was transfers. But we need to figure out if students did come back, why did they come back? And I think that, that, is a, a, that was a, a major issue or something that stuck with me in one of the prior board meetings. The question was posed, why are people leaving? And nobody really knew the answer and when it was asked well are, are we asking those people why are they going to other schools it was basically no we don't know if we don't think they will tell us anyway so we just don't ask is what how the response sounded I, I that's not solving the problem um again no we don't want to close schools the consolidation everyone's concern when that happened was it would cut down on activities and we are now seeing it here recently with some sports teams being cut out at that level. Um, that should not happen. That is not how you grow. So going back to facilities, I, we have those schools and facilities, but I don't think we utilize them as best we can, especially for sports. Um, but bottom line, no. I, we, no. I would hope nobody on this board wants to close a school. So that's what we need to figure out is how to not do it. Um, you know, without, again, understanding why people are leaving or why they're coming back at this point, if they are, we're never going to solve that problem. We need to answer those questions. Thank you. 
Hello? Oh, sorry. It did something. Um, no. I went to Mount Carmel School in the eighth grade. And my two younger brothers all went there. I, for the same reasons that Joe was talking about, we need those schools. No, I, I don't want to close them. However, if the enrollment bottoms out, there is no choice if no one's attending those schools. Why are, they, why are families leaving? Why are they uh, not coming to school or whatever? Because in the newspapers, Franklin County is the bedroom community of Cincinnati. They can still buy land out here. They can still get away from the COVID-infested cities. And so we don't have a problem with people moving here. We have a problem with people coming to public school. Why aren't they coming to public school? Because the gatekeepers are letting critical race theory come in, gender-bent bathrooms, rewriting American history, the ruination of education is happening in schools. So they're homeschooling, they're going to charters. My mother, Shirley Green, was the principal of two chartered Christian schools. I know all about charter schools, why they're blooming right now. Because public school education is a disaster and we need to fix it in terms of certain key areas that a simple school board that had a vision for quality education and the protection of the student would fix. Thanks. I don't know what happened for a second. I would definitely not close schools. Our Laurel and Elementary, and I guess I'm probably more familiar with Laurel because I attend Metamore Church of God. Our bus routes run that route. And I can tell you via Facebook and those kids, that principal is an encourager. She has decorated that school, and I want to go to school there. I, it looks like just such a great place, and it's the atmosphere that she has created. And I think if we can create that positive atmosphere, and I do, you know, I do agree, public education has kind of allowed some crazy stuff in that I don't personally agree with, nor do I want my child to learn. But we have to build our school up. If you get on social media, you can see everyone tear our school down. We all know what the problem is. We all want to, well, I want to fix the problem. I can't speak for everyone else. But I will say this, in all of this, I prayed about this and God, gave me just these words. Jesus was not sent to condemn the world, but to save the world. How did he do that? He went and he encouraged people. He taught them. And I believe our school needs that same theory behind it. We need to encourage people to come back. We need to make our special education program. We lose a lot of kids to East Central and Batesville in special education. And I don't know if everyone's aware, but that's a lot of money. So we need to look at our special education programs as well. Yes, sports is a big thing, but so is special education because of the amount of funding that schools get for those kids. And I also have ways and research that I've done on that as well. But no, I wouldn't close any schools. Thank you. All right. I have... I would not be in favor of closing any of the schools. All six of my kids have gone to Mount Carmel. Um, I see tremendous benefits in maintaining the schools we have and looking for ways to improve them. 
that's what our focus needs to be on. As far as ways to solve the problem, it, that's what it's going to take to solve the problem is uh, figuring out how to rebrand us in order to make our facilities and our classes and education attractive to other students. You know, we need to we need the county to continue to grow. We need we need more people to have six kids. That's a good long term solution there. <laughs> So I'm, ve I'm very much in, in favor of keeping the schools we have and, and would not vote in favor of closing any of them or consolidating them. Thank you. I, uh, I confirm that. Have more kids. It's the answer. It'll give us hope. And Brandy, I also like what you said. Um, no, I, I wouldn't close the schools. Local, local, local is the best. But I do believe coming out of this insanity of the way that our government um, handled the COVID virus, um, I, it's affected all of us. It's affected each and every one of us. We have been living under a cloud. And I think we need to have more hope coming out of this for the future, for the future of our own lives, our families, our children, our schools, the school board, everyone just needs to have more hope. And I know where to get hope. Brandy knows where to get hope. <laughs> and uh, that's through, you know, many of you do. Seek the truth, seek wisdom, seek goodness, and... Um, and who has all those, the best of those attributes, and that's Almighty God. And this is a Christian community, and we don't have to shriek, shirk from talking about that because that is the source of where we will find answers, and God has answers. So we just need to have more hope and trust in him and seek him. Thank you. Okay, first of all, no, we're not going to, I don't want to close any of the schools. Um, my daughter taught 11 years at Mount Carmel. She loved that school. Um, the families are wonderful out there, just as they are at Laurel. They have more of a family-orientated school. Everyone knows everyone. Um, no, we have to keep the, and I would say the smaller kids, K through 6, or even pre K through six, they ha it's good to keep them home. We don't want to put them on the bus. Secondly, people are saying uh, about our enrollment. Yes, our enrollment has improved two years in a row now. Two years in a row. We are 28 short this year. Those 28, probably half of them were expelled. They um, were put into the um, court system. They were taken away from parents. So it's not that they're going somewhere else. Now, there are people that are going somewhere else. They are going somewhere else because, example, East Central has a brand new field house. They have a brand new pool. They just um, got $50 million. Our tax rate in Franklin County is not anywhere close to Dearborn County. We have to stay up to date, we have to have turf field to keep our students here. This is bigger and better for the soccer people. This is the soccer people are going to be playing under the lights. They're going to be the big people on the court uh, on the uh, the night. This is where they will want to be. 
Also, it will be a scheduling nightmare, but you know what? It's gonna be wonderful, wonderful for the kids. There's not very many fields that our kids from Franklin County go and play on grass fields. They go and play on turf. I think, uh, Mr. I think the football Thank field you. coach said that he would only be playing on two Thank you. grass fields this year. All right. Anybody else have a question for uh, our uh, school board candidates here? Like to, yeah. If you, well, we want questions. We want to hear rather than if you, you just want to give a soliloquy your opinions. Well, we want to hear them. So ask a question if you could. <laughs> all right. I question Marcus. Why did you all come here and run? I'm want to appreciate y'all you guys too for being able to step up and serve the community and this room should be full i'm really disappointed that's just what all i wanted to say it's a so that's part of our problem with government is nobody cares all right so i guess a speed round maybe why did you run i don't know we want to do a full two minutes on this andy can you give us like 30 seconds on that you know, each person go down the line and uh I mean, we can start at the other end maybe now. We'd let uh, Beth go first, maybe down there. That's all right. She's got the mic already. <laughs> okay. Um, why did I run? Well, I think I touched on this a little bit before. I feel education is the gateway into a productive life. And I feel that we must prepare our students for college and career choices. Career and vocational and career uh, hands-on jobs are very, very important. We need plumbers, we need builders, we need electricians, we need all these people, and we are encouraging these kids, and we do Thank you. Do have a lot going to the vocational school. <laughs> Thank you. I think I answered that question too, the opening statement. Um, yeah, the, the term gatekeeper has come up a lot, and um, I feel compelled by God to uh, make a difference and to make our schools better and make our children safe and uh, well-educated, so. Thank you. I would say I, I, I am running and decided to run because I do have six kids in the school and I want, uh, I want them to have the best education possible and I want that for every other child in that school or in, in all our schools to have the opportunity to learn. Someone said, learn how to learn. I always tell my kids that uh, there's nothing better you can come out of school with than knowing how to learn. Um, there's an infinite amount of knowledge in this world and if you know how to go and look it up, especially with all the resources and technology we have these days, there's nothing stopping you. Thank you. So I decided to run for multiple reasons. Um, a little bit of what Mrs. Foster said and Mary said and Scott said, you know, my heart, I love kids. I think education is super important. Um, I love our community. I want everyone to get a good education. Most of all, I love parents. I love teachers. I have my bachelor's degree, by the way, in elementary education. I didn't mention that earlier. And I taught for multiple years in Union County. So it's important to me. Thank you. And I love you all. <laughs> I uh, am running because I've devoted my life to trying to make a difference in the world in any way that I'm designed to do and I've been given certain skills and talents and opportunities to devote to that service 
And so if it's part of my life path to be on a school board in Franklin County, my alma mater, I want to be there and make a difference. Thank you. Um, as I stated earlier, I have one child who is a sophomore and one who's a kindergartner. I've basically been through this with one kid all the way through and I'm starting over. So I've seen the things that I like and don't like. I've, you know, been involved and I feel like I've gone down every avenue I can to try to help and fix things. This is the next step. Uh, I realize I'm only one vote, one voice, but it has to start there. Um, I am one of, one of the entire group. Thank so. you. My entire life has been about education. I have been in your community for over 50 years. I've taught 30, uh, 45, 43 years. I have interacted with kids my entire life. I felt like I had something else to give to the community after I retired, and that is being on the school board and trying to get the best education possible for your kids. Thank you. Do we have any other uh, members of the public who would like to pose a question of our school board candidates? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and ask one then. If not, not seeing anybody getting up or heading to the mic. Uh, one is what we'll do another speed round on this. We'll call it 30 seconds. And I guess we can start down here at this and we're just kind of going back and forth at this point. Uh, what is one area where you feel that the uh, Franklin County schools could cut the budget or that you're wanting to explore that possibility? Not saying that you definitely would, but you know, same question to everyone. If you just want to give us 30 seconds on that. It's a tough one. Lucky Terry gets to go first. Lucky Terry. There, 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 there's just, it's too complicated. There, uh, there, there are too many, too many considerations. I mean, with your sports, with your books, with, with the Chromebooks, uh, with your, your teachers who, uh, we're losing teachers because uh, we can't pay them enough and we have funds that we can't get, and we want to make improvements. Uh, Thank you. I don't know that I would look at it as cutting anything. I think, as with anything, it needs to be gone through and make sure we're not wasting anything where it doesn't need to be spent. I realize that it's probably done every year, but fresh eyes, are always a good thing. Um, nobody wants, or I don't want to take money or budgeting away from anybody. So I just want to make sure that we're using everything to the best of our ability and what is best for everyone at the school. Thank you. Terry, I apologize. I called you Joe. I've got an uncle named Joe Bryan. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if this is in the budget yet, the solar panels. Now, I am, I'm big on solar panels. My brother, I just came back from California. My brother's out there. He has no electric bill because they have solar panels. But if, if, if solar panels are becoming a problem uh, in terms of installation and money, I don't, I don't think we need that in the budget. I think we could use that money somewhere else. And the solar panel thing is partnership with the Green New Deal thing, partnership with the ESG thing, with the bank. We don't need to get into that. We need to focus our money on the education. Thank you. 
I would probably um, look at it. Budgets are hard. I sit on the budget committee committee at Remedy Home Healthcare. Budgets are difficult. I would look at wasteful spending. I know for myself, I hear a lot of people complain about transportation, five kids being on a bus going here and there. So if I were to look at more wasteful spending, it would probably be within the transportation at Franklin County School Corporation just to see if we could save money on gas for buses and how we could maybe exclude some of the, or not exclude routes, but. Thank you. Build off of them to run more, <laughs> I guess. I would say, as far as uh, cutting budgets go, it, budgets are complicated. I mean, we do it every, on sit on county council, that's what we do. We crunch budgets. We, we go through and we look for, and it's not so much that we're uh, cutting because we're trying to get rid of a certain department. It's that we're, we want to make sure everybody's use, using their resources to the fullest extent and then shifting those funds to where we can get a bigger bang for a buck and improve things. So I'm not interested in cutting the, the overall amount of spending. I'm interested in shifting it around to make sure we're providing our kids with the biggest benefit Thank, possible. Thank you. Well, since I haven't been on the school board and I haven't been to many meetings, one this past year, I really don't know where the waste is. So yeah, the waste would, I, I don't know if anything is being wasted. The, the panels, I think they're a done deal, aren't they? Oh, they're not a done deal. I would definitely look at that. I don't know where that's all coming from. Um, supposedly, they're supposed to be um, in the ground or on the ground by December 31st in order for Franklin County School Corporation to reap the money that no. whatever excess energy. Thank you. <laughs> they have to be in the ground by December 31st. On the ground. Okay, I would say the. Um, not wasting money, but we have looked at the transportation this year, and we have made great strides in that. We have cut one corporation bus. We've cut another AMPM bus. That was a 72-passenger bus. We cut one vocational bus going to Connersville every day. We have cut uh, a Laurel AM bus. Uh, we have also had the town buses. Um, they are... Thank you. Got to some specifics. I, and I hate to cut everybody off, and be, but we want to give everybody the same amount of time and appreciate that. Uh, so is, does anybody else have another question for our, our panel here this morning, our candidates? Appreciate you all being here tonight, even if you didn't offer a question and uh, learning a little bit about the candidates, uh, maybe informing your decision uh, coming up uh, already next month at the uh, ballot box. Uh, before we uh, conclude tonight, we do have uh, closing statements, which you will each uh, be given two minutes uh, to uh, to complete that, and we're going to do it in the reverse order that we did the uh, opening statements. If Scott McDonough, if you would mind going first, sir. Uh, I would just like to say that, uh, um, if, if I am elected to this position, I will continue to work hard to make sure that the people of Franklin County are elected to this position. I will certainly do my best to serve uh, everyone within the county to provide the best education we can. And um, We'll be happy to use all the uh, all my past experiences and uh, knowledge of budgets and um, building coalitions and consensuses towards policies that's going to benefit everybody. Um, I'll, I'll seek to promote as much harmony as I can in the school board meetings uh, and seek solutions when people feel like there's a negative impact on any new policies. Um, 
It's, it's, there, there's so much involved in the school board, it's hard to wrap it all up in one thing, so I'll, I'll leave it go at that. Uh, I, will, I'll, I will do my best if elected. Thank you. Next, Adrian Green. Well, in my position, in my current vocation, I am, I am not afraid to stand up against big government and against uh, cultural trends that are harming our children. I think that's, that's a really important commodity today to have courage in, in what you're doing and working with a team, especially in a governance role over kids. That said, and this may seem like a silly thing to some of you, but to me, I, I think it would cover a lot, of, a lot of things and tick a lot of boxes. I'd like to restore prayer in our schools. Our alignment with the federal government's bizarre mandates on things like prayer is, is just ridiculous. If children and teachers want to exercise their faith in a given situation with the way the world is right now, with what everyone's been through and going through, is very confusing for our students, this world. It's very unsafe to our students. They need to be able to pray if they want to. And atheism is a religion, by the way. It's a nonconformist worship of the self. So there's room for the atheists too. They don't want to pray, they don't have to pray. But I think prayer in schools, a simple thing like that, could change a whole lot of things when we're involving Almighty God in what we're doing. And we need help. And why not? And that's my thought. Thank you. Terry Bryant, next. I'd like to say that it's been a privilege to have been a teacher in Franklin County Schools. I've dedicated my career to it. I feel like I still have something to contribute. I've been with uh, your, your kids and students uh, all these years, and uh, I, I want to provide the best education possible. I agree with many of the statements about the CRT and the other things going on that we want to keep out of our community and we don't want to expose our kids to, but by the same token, we must give them the best education possible, whether that be uh, prep for college or hands-on. I was a uh, government teacher, a history teacher, a shop teacher, and one reason why I went back to uh, college to uh, learn to be a shop teacher was because some students weren't book students. Some students uh, were hands-on, and I wanted to give them a, a chance to succeed with something uh, that was th their skill. And uh, I, I've, I, like I said, I feel like I have a lot of experience in our schools. I know how they work. I go into the schools. I go talk to the teachers and the support staff. I talk to the bus drivers. I go to the sporting events so that I can make the best decision possible when it comes to uh, making a vote to, uh, you know, to help run our schools. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Kevin Kaiser. Luckily, I wrote closing at the top so I don't get confused. Uh, the majority of the current administration has been in place for a long time. Uh, looking at test scores, enrollment trend, uh, even the lack of just a winning attitude in both academics and sports. I think it's time for a fresh set of eyes and ideas. Uh, again, shrinking enrollment has been a trend for the last decade plus. 
closing schools, the fact that we're even having that conversation, I believe is a reflection of the administration. Keeping on the same track that we're on is not the best path forward unless we want the state to come in and take over. And we are skating very thin to that happening. Um, do we want to lose our small town atmosphere and values to the bureaucratic ideas of Indianapolis? Um, we're on the backside of a pandemic and that has put us at a very important fork in the road, I think. Open enrollment is creating competition amongst the schools. We have to compete. What, what are we selling? How are we selling ourselves and our, our, to families? The lake, the town, values, academics, sports, what are we doing? What do we need to do? Um, so do we continue down the path that has been put into place? Or do you want me to help us get back on the right track, moving forward, regaining that competitive attitude to get this school and our children's futures headed in the right direction? Uh, the directions that we as parents of this school and community should be helping guide them toward. Uh, closing, uh, thank you to Oak Forest, WRBI, Brent, Nisa, all the candidates, uh, anyone else that was involved in getting this together. I, I thought it was a great idea when we, when it came up. So thank you. Thank you, Mary Keck. Yes, thank you, Oak Forest and everyone who got this together. And um, this is a great panel of candidates. I'm really impressed. So. I think the future of Franklin County School District looks really good. Um, a lot of hard work ahead of us. Um, as far as prayer in school, the separation of church and state does not prevent that. It actually encourages that. It protects Christians and other faiths to practice their religion. Thomas Jefferson, in a letter to the Danbury uh, Baptist Church, who wrote to them in 1801 was very concerned that their rights to practice their faith were gonna be taken away from them because of the wording of the First Amendment in the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson wrote back a three paragraph letter that simply said, no, 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 you are protected. There is a wall of separation between the church and the state. The state cannot stop you from practicing your religion. That whole letter in its context was used throughout um, until 1947 in the United States Supreme Court. The meaning was there until 1947, a United States Supreme Court decision used only those words. Separation of, well, separation of church and state. Now you hear it all over the place like we can't practice our faith. No. It's a lie. It's part of communism. Communism is taking over this country. We have to open our eyes. Atheism is here. Communism is here. Socialism is here. It has infiltrated our, the public school system, our churches, everything. Academia, Hollywood, everywhere. And we do need to be the gatekeepers. Thank you. Brandy Wilson. Oh. In closing, I would like to thank everyone uh, for being here. I would definitely like to thank Oak Forest Church um, and 
God bless you all for coming and being here and caring about our school. I, in all reality, I just want to be a real, approachable, honest, respectful candidate, representative for school board. So if you vote for me, I promise that I will listen to your concerns as a parent. I am a parent. I've had concerns and I've been to the school board with my concerns and I know what it feels like not always to have them addressed right away, especially when you're in a very hurtful situation. So I, I do, I promise to listen and acknowledge and be a caring person and to stand up for what is right, for what is just and not allow foolishness and nonsense to invade our schools and infect our children with things that they do not need to know about or hear about. Um, and I, I love our community. So I hope you will vote for me November 8th for school board. All right, and one more, Beth Foster. I failed to mention that I do have three grandchildren in the system, two of them are at St. Michael's. That is in our system, but three are, I have a freshman this year, my grandson. The others are in the junior high. I um, also, in our education, uh, I think Kevin down there has mentioned many times that our test scores need to be raised. We know that. We have done everything that we can possibly do and keep improving on those test scores. And the PSAT and the SATs are coming around very shortly. Also on the field house, people say we didn't think about that. I spent an hour with an architect that night and the board just, um, the board, we did not have the board's consent on that. So we try next time again. Um, we just completed our contracts with our teachers, which we're going to even out some money with our teachers. That will be uh, next week. And also in our education process, um, we have got to do as much as we can do with our children. When I'm reelected to the school board, I will continue to be a committed member of the board. I will work for the betterment of our children of this community and seize every opportunity the children deserve. Thank you for your time and your attention. I hope I can count on your vote at the upcoming election on November 8th, 22. Thank you to all that's been here and to the church and thank you for all sitting up here. All right, uh, can we hear for all of our candidates who are here tonight, our county council candidates, our school board candidates. We appreciate them coming out and uh, we appreciate uh, all of you coming out to watch and being informed voters and uh, caring about uh, the cornerstone of our democracy. I'm Brent Lee from Country 103.9 WRBI.